Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. It's, it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. You know, like the reason we surround ourselves in craft spaces with all of our physical products is because if you don't see them, you don't use them. <laughs> so digital is hard in that respect because, you know, they are all saved on your computer. But if you if you set yourself up for success in terms of <laughs> putting them in folders that are logical to you, then, um, you know, that's the way forward. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 161. In this episode, I'm joined by Danielle Minaj Jensen of Nellie and Clem to chat about her irreverent sense of humor, being crafty weirdos, and creating a system to organize printables so you actually use them. Hey, Nellie, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, Jennifer. I am so looking forward to our conversation. We have had so many fun Instagram DM conversations. <laughs> and so I think this is going to be a hoot. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited to get to talk to you. Can you share a little bit about yourself with our audience? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm my name's Danielle, uh, but I'm Nellie to my friends and sort of everyone on Instagram. <laughs> um, I, I live in Sussex um, in England uh, with my husband, Chris, and uh, our giant fluffy sort of monster cat Clem um (laughs) I've been scrapbooking from around sort of September 2018 so not sort of massively long I'm pretty much a noob in comparison to sort of (laughs) everyone else in the community um so yeah I feel a bit uh (laughs) it's it's early days for me (laughs) um by day I work at a law firm in London um I file sort of um patents and designs uh and by night I design and sell printables on my Etsy store (laughs) sounds super fun yeah (laughs) a a taste of you know city life and and lots of uh work and and then you get to craft the rest yeah exactly when I get home (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what's exciting you right now in scrapbooking um I I suppose in terms of my sort of what I'm cracking on with at the moment, it's mostly just my December daily still. <laughs> so um, that's okay. <laughs> no judgment here. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm on day eleven now, and um, yeah, I, I I I'm still really enjoying it. But um, my desk is sort of surrounded by December. I kind of feel a little bit like I haven't <laughs> haven't moved on yet. But um, I've given myself a deadline of March, so. I have to finish in March because um, Ali Edwards has just announced the the day in the life is um, on. It's like the tenth of March, so I'm like, right, Christmas needs to be cleared away before then. 
or I can't have two two projects on go at the same time. So yeah, I've got to I've got to get the December daily done. Um, but yeah, in ter- I suppose in terms of sort of people and things inspiring me um, at the moment, I guess it's it's still very much Ali. <laughs> um, I you know I feel like everyone everyone feels that way, but um, but yeah, just uh, everything she's kind of releasing at the moment is just bringing me like so much so much joy and her new story kit is just like ticking all the boxes in terms of my color palette and yeah it's all just uh it's all looking very nice (laughs) that's awesome and don't feel bad about your december daily because i still have a table over here that is full of all of my products and my project is saying hey um (laughs) are we gonna like wrap this up anytime soon (laughs) how far along are you um, I would say two thirds, but I okay. gave up numbers. So yeah, I could okay. technically like stop now and, and it'd be good. Yeah. But I do have like some like little mini kits of things pulled aside for specific stories. And so I have a list of what I need to do to finish. And so okay. my goal is by mid February. Oh, okay. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's good <laughs> to have a goal, even if you don't hit it, like <laughs> yeah. you just need that mentally. <laughs> So we always like to ask our guests as well about their memory keeping bucket list. So mm-hmm. is there a story that feels really important for you to tell? Um, so at the moment, uh, I, I, yeah, I kind of had a bit of a think about this because um, I was trying to think of like, yeah, stories I want to tell. And I, I've kind of got really big into telling stories that have already happened in terms of like my parents and my grandparents because um mm-hmm. my grandparents both passed away in in 2019 and it was like you know within like a month of each other so it was a big sort of oh it was like a double double whack and um like all the time leading up to to that like everyone my parents have been down more and everyone have been kind of coming over to see them more and we've just been getting all these just like amazing stories from both of them um just like my granddad was just a complete nutcase and just I mean the pair of them were and um, but just some of the stories that he came out with were just absolute madness and you know some things that I'd never really heard before either and um, I just sort of thought that I need to get those down like I need to I need to get them in some kind of book um, and I need to sort of get get everything out of my my mum <laughs> I need to sort of shake her for <laughs> shake her down for the stories and get them all kind of in one place um so that just so the whole family has them really because um things get so um sort of twisted or or forgotten or just kind of when the retelling happens you know it's a little bit is missed each time maybe and I'm conscious that I don't want to kind of get that down before the sort of the gems of it all the kind of just sort of drift drift out of the out of the stories so I want to get them yes. down in one like big <laughs> it's been big, big cohesive thing <laughs> so that's my that's my plan <laughs> you know I just to kind of uh affirm this goal that you have <laughs> I have a tiny related story oh. I had um this photo that my grandfather had kept with him throughout his life until his death mm-hmm. and it was him and another man uh post-war and I was always wanted to know the story behind the photo and who was this other man and we only had a few clues and I did all this extensive research and then just just past summer I was going through scrapbooks that my grandma had made in the 40s and she had like three pages all about 
this photo oh. with like newspaper clippings and various other versions of the photo that told the whole story of you know why it existed and so i just have to thank my grandma for yeah. for doing that so that we would have the real story not just the stories we were making up about yes, it or um, it. what we thought it was oh yeah. that's amazing oh that's so fantastic yeah see that's what i want <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> i want the answers to the questions so no one has to not have them <laughs> So I wanted to have you on our organization series to specifically connect to what you're doing um, with your Nellie and Clem shop because you create printables. Mm -hmm. And this is like a a whole, it's a category of supply that people are purchasing, printing, Mm -hmm. using, and all of that. But it's not something that we talk a lot in terms of how do we organize it? How do we manage that? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd like to just start a little bit about, can you talk about your evolution as a scrapbooker? I've noticed in particular that you have affinity for like small projects, like mini books and December <laughs> daily type things. Yes. And I'm curious, like, what is it about that size that you love? And have you always been into that size? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so let's go back in time um, to, to 2018 when, um, yeah, I first started scrapbooking sort of after years of my mum, my mum's a scrapbooker and she's like desperate to get me on board. And for years, I just sort of resisted, I resisted it. And um, I, I think part of it was that I, I have my job's really quite full on and I'm not home until late. Um, the weekend's really busy. And we moved like for a couple of years, we were renting houses and we were just moving constantly. So there wasn't a lot of space or sort of <laughs> could really be dragging big boxes of uh, albums and things across London with me so um I sort of didn't have any crafty hobbies <laughs> they didn't happen for a long time and um and then I kind of we settled down we bought a house and that's when I kind of started thinking yeah maybe now is now is the time to to start doing this so I started talking to my mum a bit more about it. Uh, I found out about Sue's fish because my mum's like in love with, I mean, I'm in love with Sue's fish, but. Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, who isn't? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But my mum was like, you must watch this woman. You must. So, so I sort of watched her videos. Then I learned about the alley and started kind of uh, getting actually involved in, in scrapping and sort of sticking things down. And um, originally I was creating like these, kind of I look back now at the things I was making and I was like you're mad like I everything I did was 12 by 12 and it was enormous like elaborate layout sort of Paige Evans style sort of stitching and all this kind of just everything paint and you know all these things were happening (laughs) my layouts and um, I think that got me noticed and sort of onto a couple of design teams um so, you know, that was, and at the time I just kind of thought, well, this is obviously the end game. Like, this is the goal that, you know, every scrapbooker wants to get to being in a design team. And um, obviously <laughs> that's not the case. And I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that then. Um, but I did that for sort of a couple of years and I really enjoyed it. Um, and the best thing about it was obviously <laughs> not only being sent like amazing products to use, um, but also getting this opportunity to like, try a bit of everything so you know it's like making mini albums and cards and you know 12 by 12 layouts and all these different things and it was it was just a I kind of fast tracked my sort of scrapbooking learning through just all these different bits and pieces that I was putting together um but then I think I kind of burnt myself out a bit um just I took on too much I think and after like about a year and a half I just sort of thought actually I kind of need to start 
uh, re kind of calibrating and thinking about what I really actually want to do. Um, so sort of one by one, I kind of started leaving the teams. Uh, and then that kind of made me think about the projects that actually brought me joy, like what, you know, because I'm sort of conscious that I was making for other people and making perhaps what I thought other people might like to see. Um, but then I started thinking like, no, you know, I'm here doing this. <laughs> what, what what do I want? So I started making all these like really cool little mini albums and um, all these kind of little intricate sort of flippy things with book rings and just stuff that I that really brought me joy. Um, so I've been doing that sort of on and off any kind of project where I can make a mini album out of it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> um, and then sort of off of the back of that um, and making these kind of intricate little things, I've been looking around for sort of the, I, I suppose like elements that I wanted to include in those projects that mm-hmm. when I looked for them, I couldn't find them. So, and you know, and it's not like anything, I wasn't looking for anything like elaborate. <laughs> um, I was just thinking of like sort of particular pattern paper that maybe wasn't very busy and just had like stripes on it or something. And I just couldn't find these things. So that's when I started thinking you know oh maybe I'll just I'll make make them myself <laughs> and and then that kind of yeah turned into a an Etsy store. <laughs> now I'm curious do you have any like um related education or work background or are you totally just like self-taught as a hobby? Um so, yeah I mean <laughs> it's um it's a bit it's a bit like everything I do it's <laughs> it's not normal um, but I, I mean I was really into art and design when I was at school and then I kind of carried that into college with like um I did like art, art and design and graphic design um and then I just sort of I just sort of dropped it all um I didn't want to go to university I wanted a car so <laughs> that kind of and you know you don't really get to be a graphic designer if you don't <laughs> put in the education so I sort of gave up on that for a bit and kind of bumbled around doing random jobs I was in like the automotive industry for like years and then went into the into like law um but I tried to kind of sneak <laughs> sneak designing in wherever I could so I'd always find like a way to bake like a oh let's do a marketing campaign I'll design it like you know <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. let's do something where I can be like oh I'll do I'll do the line drawings like don't mind me I'll just uh, I'll just get involved so I kind of try and sneak it into everything I do, but it's not something that I um <laughs> I'm actually like officially skilled in. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit more about like the particular like genre or niche of supplies that you feel like your shop is filling? Because you mentioned there you felt like there was a gap. There was something that was missing. And I'm curious how you would describe that. Yeah. <laughs> so um I've kind of had this conversation with um uh, Meg who's on my design team and um <laughs> she said like oh you're like creating things for us crafty weirdos and I was just like okay. <laughs> so but we haven't really drilled quite down into what a crafty weirdo is but I think that um it's maybe it's sort of like for me it's um quite self-deprecating. It's that kind of British sense of humor I suppose that is missing from these kind of big big American companies because I mean they you know because they don't have a load of Brits sitting around moaning about the weather and (laughs) just generally (laughs) being very negative about everything so um there's there's like a weird kind of mindset that's there I think um and I I tap into that very easily (laughs) um and I just think particularly when I started scrapbooking I feel like I started scrapbooking at the point where it was like the good vibes only time (laughs) Like people talk yes. about the brown period, but I was there for the good vibes only. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and it was all too positive. And I just, yes, the, that was like preceded by the best day ever period. Yes. And then, then it became good vibes only. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have good vibes. What if I don't have good vibes? What if my vibes are bad? <laughs> like, or I just want a card that says like, not today, you know, or, yes. or, or is a bit snarky or, you know, has swearing on it. I swear, you know, like, <laughs> I think I just wanted those things and they just, um, they they weren't there so like my early kits are I mean they are a bit all all over the place eclectic I think is the (laughs) is the word but um I made like a a feminism kit and like I did a a true crime kit because I'm I'm like big into true crime um and um and then that kind of turned into sort of doing tv shows sort of specific kits um for things like Shit's Creek and um the, like the American office and I just there were sometimes I just was like I want like <laughs> I want a stapler in a jelly like you know <laughs> there's, um, yes. there's things I want and they weren't there so um I want like a collection of David Rose's jumpers <laughs> so <laughs> or sweaters I, I always forget that <laughs> I talk to Americans I have to say sweaters <laughs> no one you knows know, what jumper is <laughs> I've watched uh, Bridget Jones's diary and <laughs> love actually I've watched enough movies to know what a jumper is yes. so. <laughs> seriously when I was first on them um, I was on hip hip kit clubs team and I'm, I made this I joined in autumn and I made this layout where I talked about um my favorite things about autumn and on it I wrote in the in the list um fluffy big jumpers and someone messaged me on Instagram and said what the heck's a fluffy big jumper and I said oh it's like a it's like a sweater and they went oh that's not as exciting as I thought it would be it's <laughs> like oh, I'm sorry <laughs> sorry to disappoint <laughs> yeah I, I remember at the beginning I was confused because to me a jumper was like uh, like an overall dress yes that's right yes. yeah yes <laughs> yeah we're weird. so you know I I think you are kind of particularly known for doing the TV shows and including pop culture things in, mm-hmm. in your products. So why do you think it's important and fun to include those in our memory keeping? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it's, it's that thing that, you know, and I'm not alone in this. Like, I, I love I love a quote. I love a, <laughs> I love a good uh, TV or like movie quote. And um, mm-hmm. I just my husband is the same, like basically the like the thing that bonded us was our like love of sort of quoting the same tv shows and stuff so um yeah it's always been there um and I feel like just generally as like scrapbookers we're kind of always including in our documenting things like you know we're watching we're reading we're listening you know those mm-hmm. things are part of the stories and they're also part of like the the, the day-to-day stuff so when we're not scrapping about you know like a big holiday or you know like doing a December daily or like you know like a big a big thing if you're just sort of doing a story th- there's always going to be and like something in there that was just like a nice thing that you were doing like you were as a family sort of sitting down to watch a film or something and you know and I just feel like although you can you can always screen grab like the the movie poster or you know like the album cover that yeah, that's easy to do it's it's just nice if you have like <laughs> sort of those kind of um scrapbooking sort of specific things it's it's kind of made for us so it's you know things that are in journal cards shape and size or you know a die cut that you can just kind of pop on top of something I've tried to kind of make things that they are for scrapbookers um but they're still pop culture but they work you know if you're making if you're doing project life or if you're doing a mini album or like a planner spread or you know like a six by eight album it kind of 
they work for all the different projects that we we do so and and they just that's you know that kind of wasn't out there so that was Mm -hmm. kind of why I wanted to to kind of make them (laughs) yes for sure what I'm just it just makes me think about like that in particular, you know, I've always had that connection to shows and particularly sharing them mm. with friends and family. But I think during the pandemic, especially, oh, yeah. uh, it's been, you know, these are the things that like kept me going. Like, yeah. I rewatched all of Downton Abbey uh, and watched Schitt's Creek for the first time. Oh, and amazing. <laughs> so I think, you know, documenting those types of things really kind of it stands out because it's important it's it's how we you know kept our our sanity together at least mostly together (laughs) yeah yeah we tried (laughs) but no you're so right it's just um they and you know not not every story has to be like the the greatest day ever the biggest thing you know like it's yeah I always think that the projects that I love the most are the ones that I look back on when it was just like you know oh what I was doing that week you know like when you look back on like a like a childhood diary or something and it's just nonsense stuff you know but it's 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 those kind of things that they they're just your day-to-day lives it's sort of um it's still special you know like when you look back on it you think oh yeah I was watching that or I was reading this yeah and you kind of you go back to that that time you know it really dates it dates things but in a in a great way (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally see that. I have some of my middle school diaries, like seventh grade, and it's comical. <laughs> yes. But at that time, those felt like the most important things in my life, you know, oh, just sure. like the things that are most important right now might not feel that way in a few decades. So. <laughs> but it's still fun to look at. <laughs> So I mentioned that we're in our organization creative journey right now. These are our like two month themed periods where we just dive in with our podcast episodes and all of our content inside the membership. And I wanted to really talk about organizing printables both on your computer and in the real world after you've printed them and maybe after you've cut them out. Um, but could you share a little bit about like your own creative process and using the supplies you design? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, sure. Um, so I mean, like in terms of my my own kind of designs um you know I I do kind of add them in sort of standalone projects like I'll use an entire kit for like (laughs) for one thing or like you know I love Mm. I love making a little mini book like using like an entire kit um or like just sneaking a little paper here or there in like a six by eight album or something if I'm just telling a story and I want to kind of just sneak in one of my my pattern papers um and I do that sort of just when I'm generally documenting throughout the year um, I don't always um, share those things, um, so maybe not necessarily because I they're like a particularly private story or anything. But sometimes I just I just don't share everything I make on 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 Instagram, um, and then it kind of made me realise that oh I'm I'm making these things and then I'm not actually sh- I'm not actually sharing what I'm doing with them, uh, which is a, is a bit stupid. So um, that was when I kind of thought oh, maybe I should actually have a, a design team and then that would have people like more frequently show what can actually be done with the stuff that I'm that I'm making um so yeah so I kind of did that uh last year and that's that's sort of in it's but it's just turned it's just six months now and we've been doing that um which is really really great um but in terms of sort of um kind of the printables and you know how I'm kind of using them uh I I, I I'm quite sneaky. Like if I'm, now I'm doing PNG files with everything, I'll only print what I'm actually going to use. So uh, it makes life so much easier. So I'm not, there's no waste now. Like 
um i'm just sort of popping on an like an a4 document and you could use like microsoft word you could use anything it doesn't you don't have to have like you know some kind of fancy design suite you can just pop a png file in literally anything and print it out on a4 so i tend to like fill an a4 sheet with all the things that i want to print and then i'll print them all out and then you know i can just fussy cut and i'm good to go so that that's kind of um that's kind of how i was using them for (laughs) for quite a while but now i'm like i'm a bit i'm a bit more um sort of i've got more tips now (laughs) now basically I've been doing this for a little while so I'm a bit more um yeah I'm a bit more savvy with what I'm doing so I'm curious when you are printing do you then fussy cut or do you do you use a silhouette or cricket or anything to do electronic die cutting yeah what's your what's your speed there <laughs> so I was fussy cutting um for a while and, and I I don't know about you I people find it therapeutic but I do not find it therapeutic at all yeah uh, it creates a rage in me that <laughs> that cannot be sustained. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I brought a silhouette. Um, I think it's like a is it the portrait free? Um, so it's less sort of smaller size one. Um, and I'm learning how to use it. But I and again I've learned now that this isn't just me that had. I thought I was just really really stupid <laughs> because I couldn't understand why I couldn't make it work why the software was so confusing why the paper thickness that it has in the program doesn't seem to actually correlate to the paper thickness of the thing that you have but it turns out that it it was just created by a group of lunatics who just don't understand paper thickness so now I've come to terms with that I feel like (laughs) I can get on better with it (laughs) because for a long time I just thought I was just being really really dumb um but after watching lots of YouTube videos and talking to quite a few people, um, Cheryl on my um, design team, I'm like in love with her because she's had one for years. So she um, she's like the <laughs> the fountain of knowledge. <laughs> so I'm constantly harassing her in her DMs for like help <laughs> when things go wrong. Um, so I'm, I, I am getting on better with it. I used it in my December daily a few times and I've managed to like, I've now worked out how to use use it outside of the print and cut uh sort of options um so I'm just sort of putting feeding anything into it I fed a load of glitter cardstock into it the other day and cut out some like uh of Ali's lovely handwriting so yeah I'm get I'm getting better with it <laughs> and I'm now using that to cut my my die cuts out and it's it's just like it makes everything feel so much more professional <laughs> oh sure yeah yeah no it's awesome do you have any particular tips for printing in ways that like you're totally satisfied with, like favorite papers or anything like that? Yeah, so um, I I found that uh, that uh, there's like a, a thickness that works quite well in terms of sort of whatever printer you have, and and that seems to be like 250 GSM is like the is a nice thickness it's it's kind of I've, I've been trying to, a few different papers now and I found that that kind of is thickness wise very similar to what Ali's using and um sort of what uh Felicity Jane um card like journal cards kind of feel like um and it's like a matte white photo paper basically if you can get hold of a matte photo paper that's 250 that sort of seems to work well and I've had a few different printers now and none of them have kind of got jammed up with that so 
and it does seem to be a good thickness. I went thicker and then that started causing issues. So um, yes. I've kind of, yeah, there's like a sweet spot and sort of 250 seems to be seems to be it. Um, in terms of printers, I'm, I'm still trying to find the, um, the ultimate one. I've had a few different ones now and um, I'd like recommended by people and um, they're uh, just, I don't know, they're just not working quite how I wanted them to be. I bought this big sort of Canon beast like uh, <laughs> mid last year. Um, I think it's like, it's like the TS9500 or something. And um, it prints in A3 as well, which is why I got it. Because I was all like, I'm going to print... <laughs> gigantic photos and all this kind of stuff but um the print quality is beautiful like it's amazing but it chomps through cartridges and they're not cheap so um that that's kind of a bit depressing so I have to kind of be quite careful what I use that for um and then I bought like one of these Epsom um ones that like uh it's like a it sort of conserves ink um and you kind of fill up the cartridges yourself um and again, that's that is good, um, and the quality's okay, but it's it's just not as good as the Canon. So, um, and I had a HP MV, and that was good. Um, and I gave that to my mum, and I regret it. <laughs> so, like, I thought I was like create space for the Canon. The Canon is it, and then the Canon arrived, and I was like, this is expensive. <laughs> not quite, not quite what I thought it would be. So. Yeah, the search continues um, for the ultimate, <laughs> for the ultimate printer. But um, I am kind of, I'm testing them out. So yeah, if anyone's going to get a printer, ask me first, because <laughs> probably can tell you if it's worth it or not. <laughs> I'm going through the ball. <laughs> you know, I've definitely had love-hate relationships <laughs> with printers over time. Um, if it's not something with the quality it's something with like the internet connection or yes. uh it's yeah i i think there's there, there needs to be some innovation in that space i would love to see apple start doing printers so that oh. we could just make them easy and simple to always and always work properly definitely wouldn't that be amazing i know out of color balance is strange thing as well like sometimes it's really yeah. really warm and you just sort of think what's and if you do anything like lilac or purple you just sort of think this color doesn't represent anything that I have on my screen like this looks brown what's happened here like it's just very strange I find it yeah I find it very um very peculiar and I've gone through all kinds of uh you know I've gone like deep diving online to try to find like ways to change my settings and all these kind of color settings things and um yeah I've still not quite had the had the joy but I will I'll tell everyone (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> if, I, if I find the right one, I'll let everyone know and save everyone spending thousands of pounds on <laughs> redundant technology. <laughs> so I did Google uh, the equivalent of 250 GSM in paperweight, and that's 66 pound paper. Ooh. So for those here in the US who look for their papers um, with that reference. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, yeah, it does confuse me sometimes. I, I forget that I'm. <laughs> in a different weight <laughs> yeah no problem at all. <laughs> thank you so so i find printables in particular are one category of supply that i purchase i download and then i lose them <laughs> if i manage to print them out even then i if i don't use them if i don't like scrapbook with the pieces right away i they just seem to float off okay. um so I'm curious, do you have any advice for someone who struggles to organize the printables, both on their computer and, you know, when they've 
turned into tangible little goodies. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So, um, I mean, in terms of on the computer, like folders and sensible file names, <laughs> I found a like key to success. So I have a, a folder for, I keep all my printables in a separate like zone on my computer to ones that I purchase from other people. So I kind of deliberately tried to create that um, separation because I have the um, like the zipped files for obviously uploading to the shop. So it, my mm-hmm. sort of formatting is slightly different. So I do keep all of those in, in a different location on my drive so I don't kind of get anything jumbled up. Um, and and I keep the everything is within its own kit name. So every kit has the name and in there is the is the paper folder and then the, the PNG folder and you know I keep everything in its little in its little uh, in like folders within folders <laughs> to keep everything kind of organized. Um, and then another way to kind of work is with with purchasing printables that I buy from different companies, I divide those into folders by the creator, um, like creator's name. And then within that folder, I'll divide things up into like, sometimes if it's a kit that's like a perfect kit that I don't want to kind of separate out into little bits and pieces, I'll just keep that kit as it is. Um, if it's maybe like a story kit or something from Ali, I'll just keep that as the story kit and I'll have it labeled as such because I kind of roughly know what's you know in that kit so I can go in there and know that there's some journal cards know that there's some stamps like I, I know what's in that folder but when it comes to something where I'm going to be making like a big project and I'm going to be dipping into it all the time so like December daily I've made a folder on my drive for all of my December printables so everything goes into that folder and it's like a Frankenstein's monster in terms of <laughs> where all the stuff comes from you know it's from it's from everyone so there'll be bits and pieces from all different kinds of companies and I just keep them all in that December folder because I know in December I'm going to want to scroll through all those babies and like pick out what I want and pop them all in a in a dock and then print it so there'll be stuff from you know crepe paper in there and you know like the AC Digital's website which is like the best website <laughs> if people don't know about <laughs> that ac digitals it's it's amazing and um i've got some kits off there that you know they don't exist anymore you can't get the stuff you can't get the physical bits but they just have everything there so like cute girl and all those kinds of old carousel by maggie holmes like ah uh, you know <laughs> all the good stuff <laughs> i keep all of those as well but i think if you're going to if there's a project where you know you're going to be using bits and pieces from everywhere then definitely have a dedicated folder for that you don't need to move everything permanently into that folder because you can just copy into it too so you know so the the thing will still stay in its original location so if you have a uh falala crepe paper falala collection you know i'll still have that on my drive as a as a folder with everything in it but then i might go oh do you know what i know i'm going to use that paper in my december daily so i'm just going to copy it another copy of it into my December printables folder <laughs> so that's kind of how I work with that anything from Ali's um product plays because they all come in separate you can download all the digitals but they all come in like folders with folders with folders yes 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 <laughs> and then when you're trying you're like I want to do that thing that she did and then you go in and you're like well I don't know what that is <laughs> so or you forget that it's there and then when you want to do something you're like I'm sure I saw that I make a thing with a tag and then you're there like 20 minutes later (laughs) going through all those folders trying to find it. I just drag each individual file out and pop it in that December folder. So I'm like cutting out the middleman (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Just trying to make anything you can do. Yeah, exactly. Because it is messy and it is complicated. And the problem with digital is that you forget what you have. Like it, it, it's. I totally get that it's. It's what it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. You know, like the reason we surround ourselves in craft spaces with all of our physical products is because if you don't see them, you don't use them. (laughs) So digital is hard in that respect because you know they are all saved on your computer. But if you if you set yourself up for success in terms of <laughs> putting them in folders that are logical to you, then, um, you know, that's the way forward. Um, but yeah. I wanted to particularly mention, like go back to AC digitals because, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned that they have older collections. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, even, you know, just a, a diehard paper scrapbooker can then easily print out some of these embellishments to then coordinate with some of your older stash you're like oh I just have like these three pieces left from this older collection it doesn't really go with anything else you can then supplement with some of these digital supplies and so I think that's that's a fun way to make sure you're using your stash but then feel like you really have all the you know more of the coordinating pieces together totally yeah and I will say one of the things that I've learned through um purchasing these kits is that um some of the older ones where um they had like only on obviously what was on the original product would have had glitter on it um maybe like gold gold sort of sparkly glitter and then on the scanned in digital version is like a a kind of digital amalgamation of what glitter would look like and sometimes when they print out they don't look as great um it's obviously something within that that kind of image that that hasn't it's a little bit more pixelated um but what you can always do is uh, you can chop those babies up and you can pull them all apart and then you can actually add in different textures to those printables like no one says that you you know once a printable is printed you can't fiddle with it you know (laughs) like I'm always pulling those things apart and I'll put in actual real glitter cardstock so um or you know I'll back it on some glitter cardstock so that's a good way of making them look more real if you're worried that you know because I feel like a lot of people are kind of a bit negative on the printables because you know they don't have that same quality as a as a physical product you're going to buy they just don't but you know there's all these little ways you can you can kind of pimp (laughs) your principles up to make, to make them look a bit more uh, make them look a bit more like you bought them in the shop I don't I think that's a class that you need to develop yeah. in for your printables <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah I mean that is, this is it this is how I'm kind of as I say I'm sort of everything I do is a learning curve and it's very curvy <laughs> but um, I'm kind of uh, I'm definitely working out as I go but yeah there's no reason why the best thing about principles is you can you can manipulate them, you know, you can change so many things on them, size, shape, scale, colour, um, you know, you can add text on, you can remove text with a, with a, you know, if you get a colour block, you can just block out certain things, you know, if you don't like it, block it out and write on top of it. So there's, um, there's more options, you know, than, than having just a physical product. You know, and I was just thinking that using a mink might help in this yeah. situation too to oh, yeah. your printable. <laughs> so, so many opportunities there, and I've not—I've honestly not ever thought about that. So, yeah. I've certainly printed things, cut them out, used them, but I've never really turned them into more dimensional embellishments. Yeah, so, I think it's a fun. happy mail thing. I think um, if you kind of do happy mail, you're a little bit more aware about what you can 
kind of um, do in terms of embellishments that like I think and I'm learning that as well like I'm learning <laughs> from from I've got a few happy male people on my um, design team and they're like next level brainiacs in terms of <laughs> the stuff that they can do with paper and um, yes yeah, so I'm kind of I'm like <laughs> squeezing all the information out of them. <laughs> so do you have any particular storage solutions for things that you've already cut out? How do you like keep track of them? Do you keep things together or you just use them right away and you don't worry about storing them? Yeah. So I mean, if I'm, if I'm working on a particular project, then, um, that, you know, and I know that I'm going to use certain things, then that's when I will just sort of, you know, I kind of pop them all in a folder, like pop them all in a document and then print them out on an A4 sheet and then chop them up. Um, but sometimes when I get my kits uh, and I want to, because uh, when I sort of advertise them in the store, occasionally I'll just upload them as a digital image. Uh, other times I'll actually print them out, chop them up and like take some photographs of them kind of on my desk. Um, mm-hmm. So then obviously once I'm done with that, then I'm like, right, now we've got <laughs> a million things to use. So anything that doesn't actually get used in the project um, will get popped in. I've got these little plastic um drawers so they I got them off of Amazon I think the company is called like OSCO it's like OSCO or something like that and they do these little acrylic um acrylic sort of little stacked drawer units and they're really tiny but you can fit quite a lot of paper in them um and so a couple of years ago, I basically pulled all of my die cuts apart from every <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, right, you're all living by colour now. Like, you're, <laughs> you're not living by company anymore. It's not happening because I couldn't find anything ever. So I put everything into like a pink zone or a yellow zone. And I just pulled them all apart. And they're all living in these little drawers that are, you know, my green drawer or my yellow drawer. And so when I'm making a project where I'm like, I want to put in a yellow thing, I'll get the drawer out and then I'll rummage through it. And any printables where I have like a, a, a mainly one colour will be living in those drawers as well, along with everything else. Um, and the same goes for paper scraps. Um, you know, they, they're going in those drawers. So I'm saving everything because I'm so conscious of, you know, just chucking everything away, you know. Um, so I'm trying to keep even my little weird offcuts because you can punch tabs out of those, you know, there's, you're always looking for that little scrap in a project sometimes. So um, I find if I have it organized by color, that's the best way to kind of, uh, to track stuff down. (laughs) If that kind of makes sense. (laughs) Oh, it totally does. And, you know, it's important to, as you mentioned before, with even the digital files to organize how you might think about it, because we all search for things a little bit differently. I'm much more about shape and size than I am about color Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's important to just you know pay attention to your process and Mm. then organize that way because otherwise you might find yourself in a frustrating situation and so I, I I love this organization series in particular because you're like the 18th millionth person to mention those little acrylic drawers love the drawers every (laughs) every single one of you use them differently and oh. use them for slightly different things and organize them slightly differently. And oh, so I think that good. just highlights how, how versatile a storage solution is, but then customizable to your own creative needs. Yeah, totally. Cause I know that some people would sort of think, Oh my God, you're separating them out from like, <laughs> you know, they, that's not that collection. And I, I, to be honest, when I first did it, I freaked myself right out. Cause I thought this is, <laughs> this is stressful am I ever going to put them back if I change my mind (laughs) like there's always that fear that once you do it that's it you know you're done oh sure yeah but um but it it, 
if you know that that's going to work, you know, if you if you kind of know how your like you say, whether your sort of focus is shapes or if your focus is color or, you know, or if your focus is collection, then obviously keep them keep them together. You know, like originally I had them by collection in the drawers. Um, but, yeah, it was just that I found that I wasn't I was like, oh, I just want to have like a little black word here or something and I was just like well I don't know what that is like you know you're just going through drawers for half an hour trying to find something so I find this works um better for me but yeah you're right you're so right it's about uh thinking about how you how your brain yeah. works mm-hmm. <laughs> and organizing accordingly <laughs> yeah even if you think your brain you know makes you a scrapbooking weirdo so yeah. <laughs> come to me <laughs> scrapbooking weirdos together <laughs> Well, this has been so fun. Can you share where our audience can find you online and anything you have new or coming up this year? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, everything is basically Nelly and Clem. Um, so my Etsy store is Nelly and Clem and my Insta is as well. So it's just like all is one word. Um, and then through my Instagram, I have like a link tree thing. So you can basically access my, there's like a Facebook, there's a buy me a coffee page. There's all kinds of different things. And I kind of have printables living in all those different <laughs> places. So, um, you know, if you want printables, they're all over the place. I've got some freebies on my um, buy me a coffee page, actually, where you can download a couple of pattern papers and stuff. So um, that, you know, you don't have to you don't have to pay like there, there's some free stuff there. I try and put something up a month. So, uh, yeah, so there's bits and pieces there um, in terms of stuff that I'm working on. Uh, I'm finishing off a n- kind of upgraded, uh, I, on my buy me a coffee, I do a, a, a mini kit a month. So, um, I'm just finishing off the mini kit for, uh, January, which is just like a, a kind of add on from my Valentine's day kit, the same sort of color palette, which is cute, uh, very cat heavy. <laughs> when I was looking at Terrific. the other day, it's like, lots of, there's lots of cats happening on here. I'm like, that's fine. Um, but um, but yeah, and then I'm going to be do, working on spring kits. Uh, that's kind of coming up. And then there's a few things, uh, TV shows that I'm kind of, I've, I've had a lot of people asking for um, an IT crowd one. Uh, and also, what was the other one? IT crowd and like community I think a few people wanted a community one so there's a few tv shows I try and sort of make sure that they're ones that are available in the US so it sort of makes sense to everyone so uh oh Ted Lasso Ted Lasso was the other one I've had a few people oh yeah so (laughs) everyone wants a goldfish card so (laughs) so yeah there's a few things I need to to work on so they're all uh they're in the brain they just come out onto a a program (laughs) Sounds terrific. Well, we will include all your links in the show notes for this episode. And again, this is just so delightful. Thank you so much for spending time with me. No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. Are you ready to start implementing the great ideas you hear on the podcast? The Simple Scrapper membership offers a welcoming space to connect with fellow memory keepers and find the creative accountability you've been craving. Visit simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our community. It's the best it's ever been.